the lid. Patrick, the lid. The lid. Unscrew the lid. The, the lid. The lid. The lid. The, no, up. Up. Go up. The lid. Yeah, you're getting warmer. Yeah, yes. Yeah, you're, you're burning hot, Patrick. The lid. Yeah, yeah. It's like he's so dumb, he can't even figure out where the lid on a jar is. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number two of The Fourth Wall. I am your host, Griffin Schiller, and this is the show where we break down the fourth wall of the film industry as we get an inside look through our conversations with industry professionals ranging from directors, actors, you name it. This show is, of course, part of the Playlist Podcast Network, where you can find our weekly film discourse show discussing the latest releases along with the rest of our show catalog. Whatever your fix is, we got you covered. First of all, I just want to thank everyone who listened to episode number one, my conversation with Hans Zimmer. Uh, those of you who shared it around, gave me uh, compliments uh, personally or on social media. I just really want to thank you for your support of that episode. It went better than I ever could have imagined, and uh, hopefully the show continues to to do well. So, and that's that's all thanks to you. Also, thank you for that again. But getting into today's guest, I am once again I just can't believe that this individual is on the show because. Um, this person is the voice of one of my favorite shows of all time and my favorite show growing up as a kid. Uh, I had the privilege of speaking with voice actor Tom Kenny, who is the voice of SpongeBob, of course. I spoke to him at San Diego Comic-Con. And weirdly enough, you know, I've never been starstruck or anything like that. But during our conversation, uh, Tom does a little bit from the show. And I think... My reaction was the closest I've ever been to being starstruck because it was such a surreal moment for me to have the voice of SpongeBob literally do one of the best jokes out of the entire series. So that was just a real treat all around. Not only has Tom voiced the iconic character SpongeBob on SpongeBob SquarePants for the past 20-something years, and the show is about to go into its 13th season, which is just insane to me, but he's also the voice of many other iconic characters, such as Heifer in Rocco's Modern Life, the Ice King in Adventure Time, the narrator and mayor in the Powerpuff Girls, Girls, Carl in Johnny Bravo, and Dog in Cat Dog, just to name a few. During our conversation, we talk about the impact SpongeBob has had on his life, how he transitioned from pretty raunchy sketch comedy into voicing one of the most iconic animated characters on a children's television program of all time, some of the joke writing process, and he mentions that he's currently working on the new live-action SpongeBob film, It's a Wonderful Sponge, due out next year. This is by far are one of the most entertaining and fun interviews I've conducted thus far, and I hope you all feel the same after listening to it. A few side notes here. The interview was conducted on the floor at San Diego Comic-Con, so there's a lot of background noise going around. I did my best to minimize it, but it did seep through ever so slightly, so if you hear some bells ringing or countdowns, that's why. And the second thing is the interview was conducted by myself and my co-host on my James Bond podcast, The Words Are Not Enough. Brody Saravelli, and so that's why there are two interviewers and not one. But enough chit chat. Let's get into this thing. I am so excited to share with you my conversation with Tom Kenny. Uh, 
honestly, it's an honor just to be talking to you, sir. Thanks, Thank man. you. Thank you for so many great memories growing up and uh, just all that good stuff. So, yeah. Well, thank you. Somebody's yeah. counting down over there. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We're in the it's, middle of it. For those of you who don't know. Total yeah, madness. It is cr- chaos here at the Krusty Krab. Yes. As per usual. And, and this is the slow night of Comic-Con. Oh, yeah, yeah, and, right. it's, and it's complete madness. And it's going to get nuts. But, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, you're very welcome. Uh, it's, it's nice to be a part of something that, you know, uh, kids dug when they were uh, when they were still formulating themselves. Yeah. And then they bring it into their adult lives. It's kind of like comfort food. It's kind of like, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. mom's meatloaf. Well, and you, know? you, and you just got renewed for a 13th season, which yes, is Yes, I just nuts. heard that today. I swear yeah. I just heard that yeah. today. I was like, they're like, hey, we got picked up for season 13. I'm like, oh. Cool. <laughs> so, so what? I mean, like, how, what has the journey been like through thirteen seasons? You know, because like, I have to imagine there there has been like transitions throughout the years. You know, things have changed a little bit, and yeah. how you go about doing stuff. You know, it's funny. It's been thirteen seasons, but twenty years. You know, and right. in, in between some of those those uh, those lost years, they were doing um, the couple of the movies, right? You know, so we were, we were like SpongeBob, and the, and then. They took a couple of breaks that were maybe a year here and there while they wrote new episodes or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But but really, SpongeBob has been nonstop for me since like 1997. Like it's never really stopped. Yeah. And it's always he's always been a part of my life, and it really has been a journey. It's like, uh, but it's not kind of an are we there yet? Like boring road oh, trip. Oh sure, yeah. It's yeah, kind yeah. of like you know when are we gonna be there? It's, <laughs> a, it's just kind of this crazy uh, road trip where new. And amazing experiences just keep presenting themselves. Like because of SpongeBob, I've gotten to just be around so much craziness and fun stuff, and do stuff that I never thought I would ever do. You know, yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. Wave the checkered flag at a NASCAR race that had a SpongeBob <laughs> race car and a yeah. Patrick race car. You know, you know, like uh, you know, wrote a song for a Broadway musical. Yeah, you know, it's right, like right. it's like SpongeBob's Steve Ellenberg gave me like this crazy. Choose your adventure uh, uh, book, you yeah, know, when, yeah, when he yeah, cast yeah. me as SpongeBob, and and there's a million stories like that where you know Bill and I, Fagerbaki, Patrick, were just in the royal palace in Monaco, like with Prince Albert <laughs> of Monaco, and he's got yeah. two four-year-old twins that like SpongeBob. It was like. Wow, we're actually in the royal palace. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I, I, mean I can't like, even this imagine. This might be the only royal palace I'll ever get invited into. You <laughs> yeah, know? yeah, and, yeah. And no. probably, odds are, chances are. So so th- there's so many times over the years where we've looked at each other and gone, wow, look what's look what SpongeBob gave us in terms of experience. And, and sometimes it's a different kind of experience. Sometimes it's, you know, helping out somebody who's sick or something like that where SpongeBob, you know, maybe they're in a hospital or whatever, children's hospital, and SpongeBob is the thing that makes them laugh. And you bring in the SpongeBob voice and the Patrick voice, and they feel better, you know, for a couple of minutes. And it's, it's, you know, there's stuff like that that's just, and it keeps on, keeps on coming. Yeah, it's it's eternal. It lives on. You it's, know? Yeah, it's yeah. not. It's nonstop, and more to come. No, what I, I think something that's fascinating about at least your journey with this is like because you started in, in stand up and, and a did. lot of sketch comedy. Yeah. And so when you get hired on, like, something that comes to mind is Mr. Show, which is right. the exact opposite of something like SpongeBob. I mean, there's like yeah, there's a crass humor involved, but yeah, it's, it's so like, how do you when when you get a role like SpongeBob, how do you make that transition? You know. It's not so much a transition as just doing what's right for that job, you know. And and I I guess I always wanted to be a character actor. I never cared. I never cared about movie stars. Like, right. I'm bored of movie stars, you know. But I always liked the guy 
I, you know, whenever I was watching a movie or a TV show, I'd always focus on the character actor. Like, mm-hmm. like, wow, that guy always plays the crabby hotel desk clerk in everything. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. That guy's in 150 things, always kind of playing the same guy. But, but then you'll see him and you go, wow. In this one, he's like, like a like a hitman or something like that. And you mm-hmm. go, wow, character actors is where it's at because you could be anything. And voiceover is kind of the ultimate character character acting job because it doesn't even matter what you physically look like so you can be literally anything you can sound like you can be and I came at it it's funny I always wanted to be a voiceover uh, animation voiceover person since I was really little but it was hard to break into it was a really uh, tough tent to get my nose under and um, in the meantime I just kind of tried to do other stuff stand up and writing and sketch comedy and that stuff actually I actually found open doors into that earlier and easier. And, but I guess what those things have in common is a certain, um, uh, like Mr. Show and SpongeBob, I think have some common DNA in that they're trying not to be like everything else. Right. Like, but still drawing on classic stuff, like the way right. Mr. Show draws on classic Monty Python and the way Monty Python would interconnect their sketches. Yeah. And SpongeBob is drawing on Brandon Stimpy and Looney Tunes uh, kind of stuff, but you're still trying to slap your own special sauce on it. And, and, you know, it's sketch comedy really is just, you know, being as many different people as you can be. Sure. And that's really what voiceover is too. So in some ways they're kind of the same in some, they're really different, but there was a certain similar anarchic spirit to Steve Hillenburg that, that in some ways was quite similar to Bob and David sure. in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, no, I mean, that's fascinating. I So something that, for me, it, what, what one of the things I love about SpongeBob are the jokes, the writing. It's because it's always just, it's very clever, it's fast, and it's it's witty. One of my favorite jokes is the, the Patrick Wallet gag. I think that's just classic slapstick. Oh, yes. yeah, he's like, yes. it's not my wallet. I mean, like, yes. you know, that, I mean, that's stuff I quote all the time. And so I'm curious for you, is there like a specific line of dialogue or, or like a, a gag or a joke or something when you're recording in the studio, oh. you just, you die? Well, we laugh all the time. I mean, we laugh. There's usually, yeah, we, we're lucky that this show is a really fun show to do. And uh, I voice direct the sessions. I'm the voice director on the show. Oh, so okay. so yeah. I, I always try to keep it a fun freewheeling atmosphere still getting work done yeah, yeah. but you don't want it to feel like you're punching a clock and working at Dunder Mifflin either <laughs> so it's like you know it's fun and now okay guys wait 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 wait. now we gotta get to a sh- yeah. quiet let's get to work and you know it's people people that come in and sit in on the sessions like visitors are like I've never seen people have so much fun at their job I and, I, and I say it's really fun and there's certain there, there's work to be done too and things you gotta do schedules you gotta hit and, and, you know, there, it's not all fun and games, mm-hmm. but there is a lot of fun involved in it. And um, I can't even remember what your question was. No, oh, the humor. You know, the thing that makes me laugh every time I see it, and it's a, I like the stuff that spins out of really simple situations mm-hmm. and then just yes. takes it way too far. Yes. Like yes. SpongeBob, yeah. like Patrick not being able to open a lid yeah. of a jar. <laughs> yeah, the lid, Patrick, the lid. The lid. Unscrew the lid. The, the lid. The lid. The lid. The, no, up. Up. Go up. The lid. Yeah, you're getting warmer. Yeah, yes. Yeah, you're, you're burning off, Patrick. The lid. Yeah, yeah. It's like he's so dumb, he can't even figure out where the lid on a jar is. Yeah. And that goes on 
we kept that going for like 10 minutes in the booth, you oh know? God, and kidding. we were dying. You oh have to let it out. And you're just trying not to break, you know? So yeah. in, the, in the script, does it say like, like Tom Riff or, yeah, you know, <laughs> sometimes they will put stuff like that mm-hmm. or, or they'll have it written, but they'll say, this is just a roadmap. You guys go, go. Go That's where you want to go. So it's almost, there is there is like entirely too much improv going on. I can imagine. Yes, although we always do. Uh, uh, the formula is we do two takes as written, so you got mm-hmm. what's on the page, and then the third take is the anything goes uh, 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 shits and giggles, yeah. and uh, <laughs> so you so you keep that one going. Yeah, uh, yeah. So then you have the crazy pass, as we call it. And that's the one that you do. Wow, that's incredible. Um, speaking of the humor, though, uh, more so like there is like a there's a uh, like a language component to the humor in SpongeBob, but there's also like a visual component to it. Yeah. And I guess as a voice actor, that's got to be intimidating because you've got to sort of match these crazy visuals that they're giving you. And uh, to, do the animators ever give you like storyboards or animatics to sort of look at before you perform? Oh, every time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, uh, not an animatic because the order that our show does it in. Uh-huh. Is that actor get actor and voice director slash voice director gets the storyboard, mm-hmm. know where everything goes. We record it, you know, you know where you're going because the storyboards are very c- clear. And then you, uh, then they animate to those tracks. Gotcha. So, but what's amazing to me, you talked about the verbal component, the humor, the visual mm-hmm. stuff, kind of translates to every country. But like when you go on, gosh, what did my kids just show me that was. You know, it was like a YouTube video of, it was some scene from SpongeBob done in like 48 languages. Oh, wow. You know, and they just showed it from all the different countries. Mm -hmm. And you hear all the different SpongeBobs from all the different, you know. Yeah. The International League of SpongeBobs. (laughs) And it's it's amazing. That's what blows my mind is that Mm. the verbal humor somehow manages to translate. and, And SpongeBob's really... Simple, you know, I think, Mm -hmm. you know, you can watch a new episode of Spongebob that just got animated last week and it can be the first episode you've ever seen and you know what it is. Uh You know, you don't need to watch all Uh 12 seasons. Exactly. You you know, okay, that's the that's the hyper hope, uh, you know, hyperactive, positive guy. That's the dumb friend. That's the that's the crabby neighbor. That's the little guy that wants to take over the world. Okay, I get it. You know, that's the greedy boss. That's mm-hmm. the the butt-kicking uh, squirrel that does karate. You know, <laughs> course, that's yeah. all you need. Classic you know? archetype. And so once it's not, you know, other shows, like if I know a show is in its 13th season and I haven't watched it yet, mm. I'm never watching it. <laughs> I'm like, exactly. I don't. It gives you freedom to play yes, the fan base. Like, yeah. like, I don't know. I, I, I hardly watch any TV whatsoever because people go, hey, you have to watch such and such. And I go, well, how many seasons are there? And they go six. And I go, no, <laughs> I cannot sit. I, I cannot. I can't sit still for that long. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh- I'm only 57. I, I don't have that many years left. I, I got I got, I got to go out and do stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, we did have two final questions for you, Brian. Mm-hmm. I'll give you one and then I'll take one. Yeah, uh, man, I'll take them. Uh, one, I, one I did want to ask you about is because you have the new movie coming out. It's a yes. wonderful sponge. I wanted to, uh, what can we expect from it? Uh, sort of, uh, what was your take after like reading the script for it and whatnot? Yeah, well, you know, it's funny. I just uh, did a session on it yesterday, as a matter of fact, before I came down here to Comic-Con. Me and... Bill uh, did some uh, SpongeBob and Patrick scenes together, and it's um, 
it's you know the movies are different. They got to kind of be big and grandiose because it's a movie. So on the show, we're free to just delve into like stuff like SpongeBob opening a jar for or Patrick opening a jar for five minutes or SpongeBob learning to tie his shoe for eleven minutes. Yeah. And you know, so this is a much bigger adventure like the movies have to be and um you know really the script keeps changing you know we keep doing stuff and then figuring it out mm. uh you know some of the stuff they rewrite the scene and go you know I, th- I think we thought of a better way to do this and it's it's insane yeah yeah, yeah. the final question oh yeah, yeah no, so my, my final question actually kind of jumps a little bit away from spongebob uh-huh. for a quick second Love but it. um basically just another um like another icon from my childhood uh, apart from spongebob that you are responsible for is uh spire of the dragon oh, cool. who you recently just revisited yes and so i was wondering what that process was like of coming back to the character uh, after like basically a decade or so yeah uh, away and like Maybe more. Only, yeah, honestly. And uh, what, so what was that process like of revisiting that and uh, re-recording lines you did in the past and also doing um, Spire of the Dragon, the first game, which you weren't a part of? Yes. Uh, that It was interesting. I think last year's San Diego Comic-Con was when we were doing all kinds of uh, uh, PR for that Spyro, uh, you know, the, the rebooted Spyro games. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I, I think I was either the second or third Spyro. I think Carlos Alizraki may have preceded me. Mm-hmm. I think Jess Harnell might have done Spyro for a minute. Wow. And I think there was also a, a what's the name Frodo? Uh, oh, uh, uh, why am I blanking on this? Um, uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, Wood. Elijah, Elijah Wood! Wood. Yeah. I can't believe I just called him Frodo. Uh, I I love Elijah Wood. I, yeah. Elijah, that wasn't that was more about me having a senior moment than dissing you. I I, my, I don't have as many brain cells as I used to. Sorry, Elijah Wood. Yeah. But uh, but yes, yeah. SpongeBob mode. So <laughs> it was interesting because they they wanted to redo the games. Mm. They wanted. Uh, the Spyro voice to be consistent. Mm-hmm. So uh, they told me I'm the fan favorite Spyro, which is nice. Absolutely. And uh, so they, so, so I got, I got picked and then it was just trying to sound not old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Sparks. We're going down to Dragon Shores. How's that sound? Yeah, yeah, retirement. You know, I sound like old man Jenkins from SpongeBob, yeah. but, but the, the sound files were not in good enough shape. So, uh-huh. so that's why they had to re-record them with a higher fidelity. Gotcha. So basically, I stood there in front of a screen. They would show me the gameplay and play my read from 20 years ago, and I would just try to match it as exactly as possible because gamers are intense about that. They are absolutely. absolutely are. Well, listen, thank you so much for your time. It hey, was man, really thanks, amazing Griffin. Thanks, talking. Brody. Yeah. Cool. Thanks awesome. for having yeah. me on the show. It was really nice absolutely. talking to you. Well, there you have it. There was our conversation with Tom Kenny. I still cannot believe that he did the lid gag in person. It just, that was something that I will never forget. I hope you all enjoyed listening to it as much as we enjoy talking with Tom. And if you did, be sure to leave us feedback in the comment section below of wherever you're listening to this show. And if you're listening to this on your podcatcher of choice, be sure to leave us a rating and a review as it greatly helps get the show noticed. And it lets us know what you want to see more of or how we can improve and all that jazz. But the most important thing is I want to hear from you all and I want to know what your favorite SpongeBob episode is. You can either tweet at me at Griff Schiller or you can let me know down in the comment section of wherever you're listening to this show. As I mentioned before, this show is of course part of the Playlist Podcast Network where you can find all sorts of film-related talk shows, whatever your fix is. I'm sure we got you covered. So be sure to subscribe to that on iTunes, Spotify, 
Spotify or wherever you find podcasts. Thank you all for listening to this episode. Once again, I am really enjoying this show. It's been a lot of fun to talk to my guests thus far, and I'm going to give you guys a little tease for who next week's guest is going to be. I'm going to be talking with the director of the new Fast and Furious spinoff film, Hobbs and Shaw. I'm talking about, of course, Mr. David Leach, so that should be a fun one. You're definitely going to want to stay tuned for that. But until then, thank you all for listening, and I'll catch you next time. Take care.